uh, is another one of these. Yes, the movie review show. Another two pack. Actually, recording this one out of order, as well. Uh, the so I just recorded one from where the boys are, and that'll that'll show up on episode two ninety two. And this is episode two ninety one of Jeff's the movie review show, hosted by Jeff, who is I'm Jeff, and it is uh Wednesday, August the fifth, twenty twenty. At 3.40 and 41 seconds p.m. p.m. Eastern Standard Time here. Uh, I'm broadcasting live to tape from the friendly confines of my home office studio. And it's uh, good to be here in South Jersey. Parts unknown. Uh, hot, but a, a kind of a beautiful day. We had the storm and uh, I did all this. I did this riff before some kind of... <laughs> I'm tired. I'm so freaking tired, man. Wish I wasn't so tired all this fucking time. Um, so we're doing 800 bullets here. This is a two pack, two pack, a two, a double. They're all gonna be double features, basically the next few episodes. Uh, I'm trying to. I tried to match them up in an, in an interesting way. Uh, this is gonna be. Um, uh, Two foreign films, a Chinese film uh, called Blind Chef, which I haven't watched yet, but that'll be the next one as part of this episode. Blind Shaft. Maybe it has a different meaning. In, it sounds dirty in, um, in English, but I don't know. I don't know anything about that movie. That's one of my true random picks. Uh, and then this movie, 800 Bullets, how did it come across... My purview, this was on my IMDb watch list, and I'm going in numero, numero alpha, alpha, alpha numeric order. So uh, this is a number 800 bullets that uh, came out. Um, I want to say that I heard about it from, but I, you know what? Actually, I don't, let, me, hold on, let me just Google this real quick. No, this can't be from where I heard about it. I don't know where I heard about this one. I really have no idea. And I just added it to the watch list one day. And uh, there, there it was, and um, so I, I watched it. I found it, and I watched it. And it's a uh, Spanish language, Spanish production, filmed in Spain, a, by a Spanish director, writer, and director, Alex de la Iglesia, who is uh, apparently uh, well well known enough. Um, Uh, guy in Spain. I've never heard of him, so that's un- that's neither here nor there necessarily. But I'm just uh, you know, he's got a uh, as a as a director, he's directed oh maybe a dozen. It looks like a dozen movies uh, or ten movies or so, something like that. So uh, he's um, been working since the early '90s. Uh, through to today, he had a movie in 2017 came out called The Bar. That uh, you know, I don't. Again, these are Spanish, Spanish language, Spanish, Spanish productions. This one takes place in Madrid and Almeria, Almeria, Almeria. Is that right, Almeria? Uh, so you know, I and and I I, I liked it. Okay, I it was it didn't blow my socks away. It was a you know, it's a 2002 movie, so 
uh, interesting tonal stuff that, and just, just the kind of, it's funny you watch a movie from that era in any, any language or any kind of production, what then any country of origin. And there are, um, certainly a look to it. And it's a really a movie about movie making. And it's in, it's a kind of, uh, it's a little too in love with itself. And uh, thinking that it's overly clever than maybe it is, but it does have some nice shots and and some nice performances. And this, uh, you know, guy clearly is a talented director. Just to give you a little rundown of the plot, just a, a little simple um, uh, rundown. There's not a lot of description here, but uh, I'll I'll give, I'll read the description here just to give you a little rundown of what's happening. Julian Tarablo is a Ralba is a former stuntman, movie stuntman, working in Almeria, Spain. Now, Almeria, I, I thought there was some confusion in the early part of the movie that, that, that this kid character, this guy's grandson, about America. They think, I think they're saying he's America, but uh, he's saying Almeria, and it's in the south of Spain, a uh, city in the south of Spain, um, trying to... I don't, I don't like because the the boy is from coming from Madrid, so I'm trying to get a beat on how um, far away Madrid is. This is a little um, map. Oh, it's 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 completely. It's uh 551 kilometers. Why isn't this in miles? Because I'm in Europe. It's anyway. It's a five, five and a half hour drive um wow so that's interesting oh, i guess the i guess the kid does make a uh when he takes the cab down from madrid he the guy's like almeria that's gonna be and he's got a credit i think he takes the guy's kid's credit card he uses it somehow that was my, my biggest problem with this is that they they had kind of gaping plot hole stuff i mean the movie's surrealist you know in a way and then they, but they, it, it's not like a total surrealist farce. So then they had these like kind of jumps in the, in, almost like gaps in action that I was like, didn't quite fit and it seemed lazy to me. Uh, but anyway, so there's this former stuntman. He's working out of Almeria. They used to make a living doing stunts that were uh, from the American spaghetti westerns that were shot in Spain in the 50s and 60s and et cetera. And now they're reduced to doing a stunt show for a very tiny audience in a decaying set that was built for those old Western movies. And uh, there's a plot going on with Julian's son. Uh, the, 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 he passed away on, on, I guess, doing a, doing a stunt. And uh, there's mystery, mystery there about how he died and, and was the grandfather uh, responsible. He's estranged from his family, his daughter-in-law, Laura, and her son, Carlos. That's where the movie kind of begins proper, is in Madrid. And and, they, and this kid's a kind of a spoiled brat. Laura, his mom, runs a development company, and they're, they're looking to build a theme park. And that, that that's plants some seeds early on, and it doesn't come back until the end, which is setting up the kind of the climax of the film. Uh, and it is like, it, it's certainly like a dramedy. It definitely, it's, I would call it a, a dramedy. It's, it, trying to be funny it's kind of a dark dark humor um anyway carlos he becomes in fact you know he becomes kind of uh, intrigued by his his, uh, his grandfather who he's never met 
He hears a story about where he might be working, might be alive down there. So he's supposed to go on this ski trip. This kid's like eight, maybe maybe older. Maybe he's like 10 or 11. That's the oldest. Somewhere in there. And um, he takes a cab. He's supposed to be on a ski trip. He gets off the bus. And he kind of he runs away to this to see his grandfather, and he ends up shacking up with them for a few days and kind of like uh, getting in on the stunts. By the end of it, he's sort of, uh, you know, he, he's 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 uh, he, he's enamored by this whole thing. You see him early on in the film. He and he early on in the film, he's like a little like shithead kid running around the house, and he's um, pretending to be like Al Qaeda. I think I think he's like our ISIS or something. He's trying to be like. I think probably Al Qaeda is 2002, and, and so interesting that he would uh, choose to play kind of that role. And I thought that was very weird in the beginning of the movie. He's like shooting guns at people around their house, like toy guns. Um, so Carlos, this little kid, is in, he's uh, you know he's initiated into this to these guys kind of group or whatever. This is a whole troop of kind of losers who are like these. You know, they live this kind of like fake life, and it's and a lot of the movie. The symbol, the symbolism of like acting, and trying to make it in the arts, and uh, are, are trying to make it as an actor, and how you're always constantly kind of acting, and and you know it's, it never really ends for you when you kind of choose the to go down that path. And any even if you fail to go down that path, it kind of never really ends. And. uh you know, these, these deadbeats kind of, that's the heart of the story. And there's some interesting stuff happens. There's like some hookers who are also like playing hookers, but they're also real hookers. That was, that was a little confusing. Uh, one of them had one of the most inappropriate scenes I have ever, I think I've ever seen. Maybe that's my American. Maybe, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe in Europe, it's uh something like this is just like, what's the big deal? Hey, the what's the big deal? But uh, maybe and maybe that's just me being a uh, cloistered, uh, you know, or, uh, um, clo- you know, closed-minded or, or some sort of um, weird hang-up on my end. Maybe it is. But what happens is this kid, who again is maybe nine, ten years old, whatever, he ends up in bed with one of the hooker uh, from earlier, and she's part of their crew, I guess. But and she just gets naked and has has the the boy child like feel up her breasts and his kids clearly not hit puberty yet very and and it's on it's like i'm not it's not just like implied it's it's shown they show the whole tits are out he's got her hands on her tits it's a whole thing uh my jaw dropped <laughs> it was just so weird uh what a weird thing not appropriate really um okay so anyway once the mom eventually realizes that uh her son's not at the ski camp, which is again, if he was going skiing, then he's in like this hot kind of climate. So he's so far away from any kind of ski slopes. It's funny that he like got all the way down there. It's because it's, obviously it's five and a, five and a half hours, six hours away. Um. So Laura is, you know, Laura's the mom, and, and so she's she's gonna uh, now that she sees what's going on down there, and that she's got all this land here, and she's trying to make a deal on some land that's fall that's falling through. She gets, of course, the light bulb clicks on above her head. Oh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go and buy up this old west town called Texas Hollywood, which is a funny name. And because uh, she hates mostly just to spite Julian and kind of ruin his, uh, his the, the kind of the last remnants of his of his career. She she's gonna try and ruin by by then buying up this 
land and then building and plowing it out and building the uh resort uh, slash theme park land on it but alas the central conflict of 800 bullets uh is julian's in the and the rest of his crew decides to fight back so he goes to, he goes and he buys a bunch of real bullets because they've been shooting blanks earlier in this whole movie and then he buys a bunch of real bullets and then the last half hour ish is just a uh Kind of sloppily done, but had some fun parts. Fight, fight scene, action sequences of them actually shooting. They kill some cops. They actually shoot some cops. <laughs> so it's like for some real deal violence, uh, real world violence. And sloppily done ending. How they get to I don't know, I guess spoilers here, but like the Julian gets shot by his partner with who played who played the villain character in in the um, uh, uh, old west action kind of scene, fake fake acting play. And they use a lot of the, they use they use a lot of their stunt tricks from the show and against the real cops. It's kind of neat seeing that come back and play. Uh, really, it's a farce. It's a sad. It's a satirical look at um, a few different kind of angles of of Hollywood and, and the and the, the the kind of the myth mythology of all that and uh just culture about you know because the at the end there's just this lot the the shootout the actual the real shootout is on the news live and he gets shot by his partner with a real gun he dies just an but it was an odd kind of it was it was i'm not really um doing justice to how like it felt stifled it just felt something off about the ending of it all uh so there you have it i give it a six i think it's like a low end middle ground six uh not horrible had some good moments could use could have used some cleaning up um i'm not gonna d- deep dive into this director i don't think the, i don't think it warranted that uh, it was interesting to go to see see some new movies uh that i've never you know that would have maybe otherwise not experienced um so I don't know where the hell I where I heard about this one or, or how it got on the radar. No idea. I, I wish I would. I wish I kept better notes about this. About when I add something to the list, if I make it, I should make a little note, being like, "Hey, I heard it from here," because I think that's creates a through line. Um, I'm going over my. Uh, I haven't written the written this review yet for the site. The site is again the movie review show Check it out. We got and then the I should note that the where the boys are eighty four post is actually live even though the podcast which i have recorded is not on there yet because it's gonna be on the next episode why i did this out of order i'm not sure but i just it was i jumped uh watching these and i wanted to to do all that stuff while i was my head i did a lot of fucking work actually on that post there's 25 video edits from where the uh boys are uh which will be episode 292 we're not there yet this is episode 291 we're wrapping this first half of it up i'm just going over my notes to see if i forgot to say anything um. Oh yeah, there, there's a couple of things. You know, I'm in, when I write the review, I'm gonna save some of that as a as a uh, I guess as a tease to get go go visit the site. So I'll leave a lot of this stuff in there. So I, <laughs> I hate to do that, but uh, yeah, you know, we can, we can. There were some stuff. I might take. I might do a few clips of this and add to the site. And um, there were some good. It, it was not all bad. It was definitely. It was definitely. Uh, it's a low end recommendation for me. Uh, six out of ten. Um, Eight hundred bullets. Don't love the title. It just didn't feel like that. Where that number came from? I don't, I don't know if I missed something or where that reference. Was. So there, uh, we're gonna take a break. 
right now. And then on the other side is Chinese picture. One Spanish picture, one Chinese picture. It's a foreign episode here of the movie review show. Me, your host, Jeff. Let's take a break. We're back. It is a different day. It's August 7th, 2020 at 3.52 and 31 seconds in the PM. Won't do the whole rigmarole, but we are back with the second part of episode 290. We're going to be talking about the Chinese film. The Chinese film. Blind Shaft. Now, this is a part of my true random series. And I just uh, a second ago, after I I watched it, I had the idea uh, for a theme song to uh to this to this subset of, of episodes when i when i do the true and if you're not if you're not familiar with this it's uh true random i call it true random is when i uh use a i guess it's a uh, random movie generator website i found one that does it seems i it's hard to know how accurate the actual tech is behind this website. And I'm not, I don't want to give the URL because it is a sketchy website. It's a bit sketchy. and uh, But it's the only one I found that, that allows you to use parameters uh, based on the IMDB, uh, I guess, a, uh, API or whatever you call it, whatever you want to call it. I, I, I think they use that. But they do have a separate page for all of their hits. So I don't, I, honestly, like the, how this, how, how random it is, I, it seems very random to me. I've been, I've been, playing around with this website now for uh, about a year here uh, on and off. And I've gotten back into watching random, every seven movies I like to watch one random, completely randomly generated film just to broaden my horizons and not get bogged down in any one era, genre, filmmaker, etc. cetera. Uh, and in this case, I found I, I this, this is, cl- this is easily the, um, Uh, the best film that I've watched yet on, 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 sorry, Jesus Christ, on, on, you know, in the, in this true random series. Now I'm looking up this guy, his name is Lee Yang, and he's only done three movies. One apparently came out in 2018. So 2003, this came out. 2007, a movie called Blind Mountain came out. And then Blind Way was the third. And it says the planned conclusion of a trilogy. Although that that, that movie does not have a link here. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is, again, uh, part of the reason of doing the true random series and uh, did I did I say I'll put the theme song? I was working on a theme song. Should I, I I I hesitate to. No, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna subject myself to such ridicule, potentially, uh, until I until I fix the. It's, it's it's gonna be bad no matter what happens. But I'm coming up with a theme song for these t- when I when I do these true random reviews. I'm gonna have a theme song based on Blue Velvet, the Bobby Vinton song, famously from the movie Blue Velvet. Uh, you know, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be like I watch True Random, and it's gonna be. I, I still have to work on the lyrics, blah blah blah. Who cares? Neither here nor there. That'll this will be on the the back end of the uh, 
series here. My 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 uh, after the big episode three hundred jump, which we've talked about ad nauseum, and uh, just a couple more housekeeping notes. Uh, I did post. I'm in the process of posting the archives, and I think I'm through episode sixteen. Yes, sixteen. So one through sixteen are now posted on the website, the movie review show dot blogspot dot com. Uh, you can listen to all of uh, the first sixteen episodes there. Of course, all the episodes are on are on the web on on the podcast, but but just the posts have no um, words because I didn't write um, reviews at the time. So I'm working my way through writing reviews for all of these movies I have not seen in a long time. So it's 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 presenting me a problem of just stylistic problems. Neighbor's cars honking, uh, alarm went off. So one um, quick fix I did today, just on the top of my head, on a rare random, uh, I just uh, on a whim, on a whim, I recorded a blog exclusive mini podcast. It's only three minutes long, if that. Uh, and I'm calling it my 0.1 cast series. So whenever I, I feel completely uninspired to write about a film, and I just want to talk about the fact that I feel very uninspired to write about one of these archival posts that I have to now put on the website, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, do one of these little quick uh, podcasts, and they're just going to be posted on the site nowhere else. So I did one for Grey Gardens, episode 16. That's episode 16.1. It's only two and a half minutes long. And I say nothing of, of consequence in that, but I just felt like I should mention it in terms of uh, doing different things. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying constantly to do, do different things. Uh, it is the gift that we have in, in this world, I think, is to do different things. What? It'll call back to dirty work. Then go lift weights. What? So I thought this film was phenomenal. Um, Blind Shaft. I'm still kind of working my head around it. It's only 90 minutes long. It's a slow burner. It's very much, you know, I just got done watching the first two movies by a guy who's getting a lot of hype right now. By by Gone. B-A-G-A-N. And uh, I liked I liked his movies, and it's interesting to see now those those are recent films. One I think twenty nineteen and one twenty sixteen. I've re- I've reviewed both of those. Uh, um, Journey Journey to the what was it? Oh, what the hell was that? No, a long day's journey into night. Is that what it is? A long day's journey. Yes, a long long day's journey into night, and also um, Kali Blues. Uh, bygone, written and directed by. And I haven't posted, I have, to, have not posted either of those to the, but I can tell you right now what, uh, if you want, if you're curious, because, because I, I'm, I'm only saying this because I don't have a very deep understanding or, um, ex, I have not had much exposure to Chinese cinema and I, I've really enjoyed it from what I've seen. And it's, it's, it's vastly different than Korean and Japanese cinema. I mean, obviously, I don't think that's like uh, I'm not breaking the, anyone's brains by saying that. So episode 265 is uh, Long Day's Journey in Tonight. And then episode 222 is Cali Blues. So I bring those up because there's a starkness to this that is um, 
very similar. This is way more plot driven than those. I feel like those are more meditative, but this one's still very meditative. But also, but it has a much more conventional um, plot structure than uh, the more recent films by. And I, I really, I like both of those a lot. I like this one a lot more. I think because it, because it brings in both of these elements of it has like a traditional plot, a very like um, it's based on a novel. I, I again I don't know the novel. Um, I'm very very slow, and it's based based on a short short novel, at, that's called Sacred Wood by I'm not going to try the name Lu Lu uh, Zingbang. Okay, there so. But this was produced, written by, and directed by a guy named Lee Yang, and I loved it. I'm going to give it a 10B, which is why not give it a 10A? I need to. I, I don't have enough um, history on Chinese cinema to maybe properly place this, uh, but I but I want to give it a uh, its due, and it, and it was award winning at the time. It came out in 2003, released in 2000. Or I guess early 2004 in the United States, so whatever, you know, uh, you know, 2003 internationally, and it was at the Berlin International Film Festival in 2003. So it's this guy has not made a lot of movies, so it's it's interesting. It's the movie I've and this came up in a random. And trust me, I, I've seen the most of the movies that come up on this true random that I've done that I can't find that they're just obscure, either Indian pictures. They're um, old, old films that I can't find, or you know, it's 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 rare that I find a film that's a accessible and b also good. And this hit both notes. Uh, interesting note here. Again, this the Wikipedia here it cites an a article from the Economist, but it does not link to anything. It just gives the date of the magazine, which is April twenty. 7th 2006 i'll read this quote apparently from the economist but it's not again linked to anything online so i can't vouch for it i uh, said it has not been approved for release in china and this is again is citing back to 2006 so i don't know current day what what the what the case is with this film uh and i could see that being the case because it does comment on i think chinese society in a lot of ways uh, it says directors are eager to comment on the rapid changes in China Chinese society, but films such as Li Yang's Blind Shaft, a bleak, compelling picture about life in China's illegal coal mines, were not shown to local audiences, even though they had been acclaimed abroad. That makes sense. It's probably had some sort of uh, distribution there. I'm guessing, in the interim, uh, I I'm not sure, uh, and and I don't have any historical knowledge of chi illegal Chinese uh, mines either. Uh, but just to just to run down the the plot of the film, it's about uh, a pair of con artists, a pair of grifters working working in the coal mines, and they basically get some sad, sorry sack to uh, go off to them to the mines. They tell him the only way he can work in the mines is if they uh, get him some fake identification to then pretend he's a relative of theirs. Uh, and again, some spoilers here. Although this this grift is laid out in the first five minutes of the movie. Uh, I won't, I won't tell you the ending, but this, this grift, they do it twice. So it's like, it, they set up the grift and the scam is that they, they kill the guy. They bring this guy into the mines and then they kill him. And then they're, cause they're pretending to be his family. They collect on a kind of settlement with the mine, uh, 
uh, people in charge of the mine who don't want the police involved. They don't want anyone else involved. So they, they basically, they, they create a payout, uh, to the, to the two guys, to the two con men. And the central plot is basically on, so it sets it up at the very beginning of the movie where they kill a guy in the beginning. You're kind of like, what's the, what's the, what's going on here? Uh, as a, you know, for me, I feel like I, I don't know if I'm just slow to the punch, but like, I always feel like with these movies, I'm like, what? And I, I got it pretty quickly here, but, uh, just that's the setup. And then the, um, second, the, the entirety of the movie is basically them working another scam on a younger, uh, man. And I won't go into it. I maybe, I might go into it more on my written review when I get to it. Uh, but I was, I mean, it looked interesting when I, when I, when I came across it. And I was like, well, this is a nice one. This is uh, this is kind of up my alley in terms of uh, movies that, uh, you know, it's true random. So it's like, I, I, and I've watched some brutal ones. Uh, most notably, I believe, is the Kevin uh, Bacon, Evan Rachel Wood 1997 movie, Digging to China. Which is a just a horrible, horrible film. And people don't know about it. I mean, it's, it's, it's really the, um, the film, uh, equivalent. It's the, it's the predecessor of I am Sam. It's, he's basically going, uh, full R word. You want to take a, uh, Tropic Thunder reference. Kevin Bacon's playing a, a, a handicapped disabled man. Oh, so that's neither here nor there, obviously, but that was the, that's one, that's one of the movies I had to watch, had to, is a, you know, obviously not have, don't have to do any of this, but I, I watched that film and, and every time I get one of these pictures on the true random, I watched, and I hated the, uh, Daft Punk anime visual album thing I watched, uh, but the last two have been good. I watched the the South Korean movie, The Man from Nowhere, which actually, if you're if you're uh, following the movie news, I think they're remaking that. the The John Wick uh, producers are remaking that um, that film that I just recently reviewed. Was the last true random in the true random series. But yeah, this movie is uh, is great, and if you can find it, it's it's sort of uh, hard to find. But if you can find it, it's uh truly a gem uh it's really it's really good uh i i had some, maybe some issues with the subtitling uh which happens sometimes with these these smaller movies i think um some of the translations are encoded they're not official translations and they can get a bit wonky if uh if they're not of the native lang- language uh person doing the translation i and i'm not sure exactly why there's a couple of things that were a little wonky, but even even in spite of all that, it was still I I was was so in in uh, intrigued and just uh, drawn into the to the to it. It was it was really great, uh, and I really can't say enough of praise about it. Uh, I I'm gonna put um, this guy's other films on my radar right now. Uh, Lee Yang, L I Y A N G. And yeah, it, was, it won the Silver Bear for Outstanding Artistic contrib- Contribution at the 53rd Berlin International Film Festival. So it got it was a much heralded movie, but it feels like it's been lost to the sands of time in a way. I don't see anything about Criterion or anything like that. Maybe it did get a Criterion. Did it get a Criterion? If it didn't, it, it deserves it. It's certainly a Criterion-worthy type of film. Um, let me see if Blind Shaft. 
seeing any about that on here. Yeah, it's sort of, you know, it's one of these movies that, like, man, it makes you really kind of, I, I almost get sad in a weird way. Like, when I think about stuff like this, it's like, a movie like this can be so good and then just no one knows about it, you know, and it's not that old. I mean, it was clearly a low budget production. Like, watching it, it seems so much older than it is. It is a 2002 movie and it feels like it's from 1982. I mean, just, and that's partly to do with the starkness of the Chinese landscape. Um, for sure. Uh, that's and not necessarily just the the clear um, limitations that the filmmakers have had in uh, in in putting this film together back in two thousand two. But um, yeah, I I don't want to give too much away because I f- I feel like there are a lot of surprises and there's a lot of depth and there's a lot of um, slow filmmaking, which is you know which is a which is a and I'm very much into the Kelly Reichert uh, school of filmmaking right now, and I'm I'm doing a focus on her films, and uh, I I I am all in on on that. I I just when I it's weird because it's like, uh, my younger self for sure, not even that much younger. I think even just six, seven, eight years ago, maybe before I started doing these reviews, definitely so sometime before that, I I would have, I would have seen a movie like this and been like boring you know at some on some level and even if i could understand that like this, this movie i think is a little bit um elevated just because it does have this powerful thematic story and um but yeah there's there's a there's it's only 90 minutes long but there's plenty of uh plenty of um what do you want to call dead air? I guess dead dead air filmmaking. That's if I can coin a term, which I mean, I'm happy to. I mean, happy to coin. I'd coin a term. I'd coin a coin. I'd coin a coin a. What do you? What else can you coin? I don't know. Can you coin a. I guess you. I when I the first thing I, when I say coin a, a coin a, a like one of those little rides at the grocery store. No, and I'm thinking about being a child right now uh why not because it's friday afternoon um let's get crazy the the little horsey rides or the car rides outside the the, that that to me was a joy of of all time i can just one of my earliest memories i think now i'm having this kind of weird flashback right now is, is being a child and just the Getting the okay to put a quarter in one of those things. What a joy that it was. And maybe maybe that's a nostalgia talking for something that I'm that I don't really remember. I don't know, but I, I do think it's a real memory. I do. Neither here nor there. Sure. Anywho, um that wraps it up for this edition of the show. Good Lord, um, two ninety. I can say I've all I've already. I'm sorry, two ninety one. I keep saying that. I've already recorded uh, the first half of episode two ninety two. So yeah, I've talked about that a bit, but that's already in the bag. That's uh, for a. God, thinking about it, this movie compared to that could not be a, a polar opposite. But it is a, a 1984 movie called Where the Boys Are. Eighty four. That'll lead off 
the next episode of in this feed. And after that, I, I, I again, I have um, I have everything kind of lined out up into leading up to episode three hundred. Very exciting, very exciting stuff. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, and I'm not. I'm releasing these as individual episodes on the MySpace, the podcast, podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts. That too will change after episode 300. But my point being, my point in doing that is that I want to get to the 300th episode of the movie review show to line up with the 900th episode of that. So I'm doing a lot of um, in-between recordings for that and a lot of like weird, short, super short uh, random, it's random, uh, stuff on that podcast, uh, over there at the MySpace feed. And then I, I don't exactly, I don't exactly know what it's going to look like, but, um, when those two things converge, there's going to be a, there's going to be a, I think, I think the, the movie review show will, will, will be its own thing still. And it's really more of my focus. And I'm, I'm more interested, more interested in doing this than I am in recording kind of slice of life stuff anymore. I don't really care to share all that. Uh, not that I ever got too deep over there, but um, I feel like I can kind of do that in a, in a more, in a more interesting way over here. I don't know. I don't know. My, my point being, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but we'll see. All I do know is that this particular episode, 291 of the movie review show hosted by Jeff, is over and i do wish you and yours a fantastic day the podcast is over go in peace